Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's go out to the fan hotline, which is presented by Nemecolon. Around every corner, Nemecolon creates real-life magic for guests, and that's where we find our buddy Noah Strackpine of Sports Illustrated. Noah, what's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing good, Cal. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing me on. Uh, it was uh, it's a good break, you know. You mentioned the uh, the Phillies Diamondbacks. It's uh, not a fun night for for those of us rooting for the Phillies right now. I was gonna say you you are a fighting Phils fan, and I I got to be honest with you, it's not on the TV here right now. But what is the score? Oh no! It's it, yeah, it's only one nothing. I mean, at least since I turned my television off for this, if you're gonna tell me it got worse, I might not turn it back on. It's just it's um, just one nothing Diamondbacks. You're good. Yeah, yeah, we're saying we're saying Tom, but uh, two two out of three or yeah, three straight strikeouts to start the uh, bottom of the first. It wasn't it wasn't great. I I, I needed this, just to say the least. I needed this. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully this can be the palate cleanser you're looking for. Um, I, I started off the show here tonight asking a very simple question of Steeler fans out there: How good is this team? They're four and two. They're second in the AFC North. All of their wins have been relatively close. Um, their two losses have been ass kickings, to you know, put it lightly and, and kindly. Where do, what where do you feel like the Steelers are on that spectrum? And they got three games coming up that are all at home, but I don't even know if we'll have a better, clear understanding by then because two of those teams aren't very good in their own right. Yeah, I uh, that's that's a loaded question, huh? And I think the best way to break it down is to just say. They're good enough right now to be four and two and two and zero in the AFC North, and we all know that the Pittsburgh Steelers under Mike Tomlin are a back nine football team. I've been using that analogy the entire time. Mm, yeah, Mike, 18, 18 weeks, eighteen holes. Mike Tomlin is always best after the turn, and that's just where the Pittsburgh Steelers typically find themselves. The good thing is. This year, instead of being two and six and looking at having to come back and give yourself any opportunity to make the playoffs, they're sitting in a spot that if the season ended right now, they'd be in the playoffs, and all they have to do is control their own fate. Now, how good can they be? I, I think Sunday kind of showed us that we don't really know that yet. You know, it's hard to judge this team off of a week-to-week basis because, just like you said, those two games were pitiful, but the wins, some of them, They've looked like pretty decent football teams, at least for halves. And the back half of the Rams game was was good enough that, I mean, for, for a quarter and a half, everybody watching that game forgot that the Pittsburgh Steelers have not been good for most of the season. Like, it was it was that good. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I want to say they're good enough right now. I think that's a really good place to be. Because it, we could be having this conversation and saying, ah, oh, well, they're three and four, or they're, you know, 
two and four and things aren't looking real great. Now they got to turn it around, but instead it's just like, I'll just build off of this and, and you should be okay. You know, we saw on Sunday was Kenny Pickett with another outstanding fourth quarter. I think the sixth game winning drive of his career, he's got six of those in just 18 starts. I mean, 33% and you have a game winning drive is I think pretty impressive. This guy, this early in his career, how much stock do you put in that? Because on one hand, he has not yet played a complete game in a season and a half, but he has shown that ability in these clutch moments at a very young age to raise his play to a level that a lot of guys in the NFL aren't capable of doing. How much stock do you put in that right now to not excuse the rest of his play, but to give him leeway given he's excelled so much in this one area? I think I think the biggest thing to acknowledge with that is that moving forward, Kenny Pickett officially enters year two as a starting quarterback. I know they said that on the broadcast, but I thought I kind of thought it was corny. But the more that I thought about it, you know, I I, I realized like it really is like Kenny. Maybe not that corny. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's not that corny. Maybe it does make some sense. Kenny is officially a full 18, I guess now 19 games into his NFL career as a starter. Like now it's time to take that next step. Now it's officially time to build off of this. So what does it mean for him to be good in the fourth quarter and have that, that gene that the I mean, really, it's kind of like a Ben Roethlisberger effect. You give this guy an opportunity with two minutes on the clock, you're going to take your odds on Kenny Pickett. And, and that's a really good place to be, and that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted him for, and that's what they wanted him to turn into. I mean, you go back to last summer, and it was Kenny Pickett red zone drills, Kenny Pickett seven on seven, Kenny Pickett running the two-minute drill at the end of practice. They it, it drilled into this guy's head, hey, you will win in clutch situations. But if – he can't get the rest of it together, it means almost nothing because a guy like Patrick Mahomes or, I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles or the Miami Dolphins or the Buffalo Bills are not going to give you an opportunity to have a two-minute drive most times. If he builds off of this, I mean, to already have that in your arsenal and to say, I'm a good quarterback, and if you give me an opportunity at the end, I'm going to win it. I mean, that's as dangerous as it gets for an NFL quarterback. It's just a matter of whether or not he starts to put the rest together. We're joined here by Noah Strackbein of Sports Illustrated talking Steelers after a big win against the Rams on Sunday afternoon. One of the things that has been brought up here today as kind of a after effect of last night's Monday Night Football game is Steeler fans once again bringing up the concept or the idea of that Jordan Addison offensive lineman debate. Now, this raged all offseason, and they eventually took Broderick Jones in that first round, but now people are saying, oh, we should have taken Jordan Addison. Where do you come down on that? Because for me, it still remains the same. I think a left tackle and a guy that can be that for the next 10 years helps your quarterback more, especially when you have a team that already has George Pickens and Deontay Johnson right now. If you were the Steelers, would you like a do-over in that setting, or do you think that they made the right choice? I think that they made the right choice if you're comparing those two. I think you could go back and there's a number of guys that you'd be like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe they should have drafted this or maybe they should have drafted that if they were going to just stick with Dan Moore. But I think at the end of the day, not many people are sitting around super comfortable with the idea of Dan Moore is the franchise left tackle of the Pittsburgh Steelers and he's going to be around for the next five to ten years and this is it. A lot of people say – or at least in their head, will say, well, it's Broderick Jones after the season. It's his position. 
I think that's a better spot to be in than having Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Calvin Austin, and Jordan Addison. I mean, the question is pretty simple, and I know that it's not a direct correlation, but would you rather have a mediocre quarterback with a great wide receiver core or a mediocre wide receiver core with a great quarterback? And you'd always rather have a great quarterback. So yeah. you build, you try to give Kenny as much around him and have your playmakers at wide receiver. And left tackle is as important as it gets for a quarterback and for an offensive line. So if you could find a superstar there and then already have weapons, even if they're not, you know, just the greatest wide receiver core in Pittsburgh Steelers history, which you add those three together, I mean, you got to fight and chance. Then I, I think that's, I think that process makes a lot more sense for the future than to just say, well, load up on pass catches and everything will be fine. That being said, Jordan Addison looked phenomenal on Monday Night Football, and I yeah. expect him to have a great career, but I still think, you know, 10 times out of 10 times, I'm taking a left tackle before I take a wide receiver if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, mentioning Dan Moore, he was one of the bright spots, and I don't think a lot of people anticipated that on Sunday. He held his own and played a pretty good game, and that was on the heels of a lot of people saying, you know, what the hell are they doing? Put Broderick Jones back out there. But he's also been good in his limited opportunities this season. I saw an article on ESPN earlier today basically talking about a trade target for each team or as in a, a player on their team that could be traded if they were so inclined. And uh, your colleague, Brooke Pryor uh, from ESPN, who's on the Steelers beat as well, said, well, if we're looking at anyone, you know, maybe Broderick, maybe it's Dan Moore Jr., uh, considering you have Broderick Jones waiting in the wings. Would you think that the Steelers would entertain that? Or if you were the Steelers, would you entertain that idea of, hey, this guy's trending in the right direction. We have his replacement right here. Maybe try to trade him to a team that has offensive line needs. So uh, would I entertain the, situation, the idea if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers? Certainly. I would look at it and say, well, Dan Moore just put on the best tape of maybe his career. I'd have to go back and look, but definitely of the season. He's trending upwards. He looks really strong after an injury and after the bye week. Teams are going to be looking, and it's a great time for a player to get hot. So if it makes sense and you're ready for Broderick Jones, which just like you said, you know he's looked good in his limited opportunities and his one start, he looked real good. And there isn't really a bunch of worries outside of, yeah, he's a rookie. He's going to have hiccups. That just happens. But Dan Moore is going to have hiccups too, and that's just going to happen as well. It's kind of would you rather toss Roger Jones out there or just play it safe and have two left tackles? Now, would the Pittsburgh Steelers do it? I think that's tough to say. I think that they've given us no indication that they're looking to move on from Dan Moore right now and that they're very confident in him and what he can do. And I think, I think the bottom line is they don't want to take a risk and mess something up because the offense is so fragile right now that, yeah, something good happened. Cool. Let's try to build off of it. And if we mess up the ecosystem, maybe we mess everything up. I kind of think, and I mean, we've been covering the Pittsburgh Steelers long enough to know that that is how they think a lot of the times. And I think in this situation, they're, they're trying to stick with fluidity instead of just like, hey, best talent, best players, let's put all those guys out there and let's get risky. Uh, last thing for you here, Noah, and this is another hypothetical that I saw today. We are a week away from the NFL trade deadline. And one guy that I've seen out there as a potential candidate to be dealt is tight end Zach Ertz from the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Steelers, of course, are without Pat Fryermuth and will be for a little bit. 
right now. Um, I don't love this idea, though I've seen it you know, tossed around here today, just basically from the fact of the Steelers really aren't using their their tight ends to begin with. They weren't using Fryermuth when he was healthy, and they run a couple of plays a game for Connor Hayward, but other than that, it's not a big part of their offense. So what are you really gaining by adding a 33-year-old Zach Ertz into the mix just to not be used? How do you feel about the idea of adding Ertz? So I'm almost positive, not to shoot down your idea here, that I saw Zach Ertz go on IR today, which what? pretty positive means. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I want to say maybe maybe a groin, maybe something that happened over the weekend, but I thought I ran across that because I was thinking the same thing. I saw his name a couple of times and said, and they were all linked to, they're going to trade Zach Ertz. And I was like, okay, well, the Steelers don't have a tight end. That being said, what are you getting in Zach Ertz that you don't already have in the combination of Connor Hayward and Darnell Washington for what yeah. you're going to use? And, and I think that's just like a broad spectrum of, of let's generalize every tight end that you could go out and get. That's a complete tight end. Cool. Makes a lot of sense. But the Steelers aren't use, utilizing their tight ends like that. And I think it kind of goes back to the Jordan Addison thing. You have Deontay Johnson. You have George Pickens. You have Calvin Austin that I hope at some point starts to find his rhythm in this offense. And then you have Allen Robinson, who kind of replaces Pat Fryermuth right now on that third and we need a catch situation and maybe a third and nine or, you know, just like the, the end of the Los Angeles game on Sunday where you throw it to him on a third, third and ten. Um, that's kind of how the Pittsburgh Steelers offense could slow right now to the point where you don't really need to go out and add anybody. You could utilize Connor Hayward when you need to and trust him because, I mean, Connor Hayward's got great hands. And he's he does. that throughout his entire career. And then Darnell Washington, we all know, is pretty much another left tackle. So if you need somebody to block, I get that he's had his moments this this year that haven't been great, but you're still going to want him to develop and be that guy. So I just don't think a tight end, if you're going to make a move, go make a move for a corner. Don't make a move for a position that yeah. you have options that are probably a little bit better. Well, so you know what? You bring that up. I, uh, I'm i looking at the, the Schefter tweet right now, and sure enough, it came like right as we were coming on the air here for the show. Um, <laughs> but that being said, uh, I've seen you know Pat Sertan from the Broncos as another potential trade target thrown out there as well. I mean, is corner like the only position you think that they they could or should address the most? A hundred percent. And I, uh, I think that you watch what a team like the Philadelphia Eagles did with Terrell Edmonds, a, a familiar name, yeah. but they signed Terrell Edmonds. He was their guy. Wasn't working out the way that they thought it was going to work out. And they quickly made the decision. We need a safety. We need a playmaker in the secondary. Let's go and get him. The Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers are in the same situation. They need a playmaker at corner. They don't have one. They have a guy in Joey Porter Jr. That should be your first step is, to get him on the field as much as possible. If you're going to fight trying to start him, I get it. As long as he's playing just like he played against the Rams and playing somewhere around that 80% mark of the defensive snaps. The next step should definitely be to try and go get a, a young cornerback to build alongside of him. Pat Sertan is obviously the biggest name you could go get. And if you can get him for a price that you think is comfortable, I mean, you go get him. He's, he's you know, Jalen Ramsey. He's one of those guys that the, uh, Patrick Peterson in his prime. He's, he's that kind of guy that you go out and you build a secondary around that guy, and you already have the other piece in Joey Porter Jr. Another name, Jalen Johnson out of Chicago has been mm. tossed out there a bunch. I think that's another one where he's only 24 years old, and you're like, okay, well, let's build Joey Porter Jr. and Jalen Johnson. 
maybe Darius Rush turns into something, maybe in a year or two, Corey Trice turns into something, and then you have a very young and talented cornerback group. That's something the Pittsburgh Steelers almost have never had. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that makes that makes all – if you're going to go get a, a, a trade or go make a trade or be aggressive at the deadline, if you're Omar Khan, corner is really the only position that, like, makes 100% sense for this team. No Strackbine of Sports Illustrated. Check out all of his coverage at – AllSteelers.com, SI.com, slash NFL, slash Steelers. Noah, great stuff as always. We haven't done this in a while, and uh, great to have you back on the show. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, brother, okay? Sounds good. I'm going to go hope that uh, when I turn this TV back on. Do you want to know or do you want to find out? (laughs) You saying that means I don't want to know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, all right. I'm I'm excited. I'll be surprised. Top of the third, (laughs) 1-1. Oh, that's what I love to hear. There that's we what I love go. To hear. All right, man. I'll see you. Go, Phils. All right. Take care. Great stuff from Noah there. Uh, speaking of the Phillies, and, and we can talk about this a little bit later here, um, or we can talk about it coming up next, and we'll also talk a little more NBA again as well. But I was in Philly recently during this playoff run for them. There's something about it that stuck out to me that I it, – it, it made me feel FOMO. It made me want that for Pittsburgh. We'll talk about it coming up next. It's Kale Berger on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 